week. The fourth team out of the Big Ten, the Michigan Wolverines. A lot of conversation about Michigan. They were a bubble team, first four in, first four out. They're not even in the first four in. They got an 11 seed with room to spare despite that 17 and 14 overall record. That'll be a conversation. Strength of schedule. First and second round games in Greenville, South Carolina on Friday and Sunday, the seventh seed. Michigan State, the Spartans from the Big Ten, and they will meet the Wildcats of Davidson. And rounding out this bracket, the second seed out of the ACC, the Blue Devils of Duke. No! Sheep led to the slaughter, huh? Jeez. Brutal. Brutal bracket reveal last night. It's the only way to put it. Brutal. One word. Brutal. An absolutely brutal bracket reveal in the Western region for Michigan State. Michigan in the South, 11 seed, not in the first four, playing against Colorado State, a team without a center. Hey, look. Michigan's got a seven-foot center that averages 19 points a game. Huh, wonder who I'm going to pick to win that game, based on logic. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Seven-seed Michigan State draws 10-seed Davidson in the first round. Who's Davidson's point guard? Oh, Foster Lawyer. Wait, why does that name sound familiar? Oh, yeah, he's a Michigan State point guard that basically got ran out of East Lansing, transferred to a smaller school, and now scores a bunch of points per game. So, last night's craziness aside, last week, which we'll get to last night's craziness in a minute, and actually probably in a little bit more than a minute, but the basic premise is last week I made some predictions. And I would like to go back and revisit those predictions and ask myself, what did I get right? What did I get wrong? What did I get really wrong? And what did I get really right? And I got to be honest, for my first time really taking a deep dive in all these conference tournaments, picking potential sleepers, taking risks, you know, picking the champion of the tournament, which it's not always a gimme. Sometimes it is sometimes it isn't and the one that i thought was a pretty unanimous gimme ended up not being that given what happened in the acc this past weekend but i just want to go back and take a look at some of my sleeper picks and some of my championship winner picks and see what i got right see what i got wrong you know have some fun with it you know you can laugh at me and then you can say oh hey that you was actually kind of right about that stuff so it's a pretty even list you know i've got i've got four things in my category of really wrong i've got seven things in my category of just normal wrong i think i've got eight things in my category of right and i've got four things in my category of very right so i mean it was pretty pretty even you know and i i did all this assuming that yeah i was probably going to be 50 50 right half right half wrong and and ended up being you know i got a couple things just way off not even close and then a couple things that i pretty much called spot on and we'll we'll get to those in a second and yeah i mean overall i just had i just want to say that i had a lot of fun with last week and doing all the conference you know breakdowns and all that stuff and i thought it would be fun before 
the actual tournament starts, which is why this is going to come out Tuesday before the first four starts instead of Wednesday. Um, you know, I just wanted to take a step back and see, you know, recap it all and also maybe give a little bit of insight on what a couple of these teams can do in the actual tournament. So without further ado, let's start and get over with the section of what I got really, really, really wrong that I was way off on. So there's four things here and you probably have an idea of one or two of them because some of you were probably listening last week and they were like, why is he talking about Wake Forest? And then you go see Wake Forest lose in overtime to a garbage Boston College team. And you're like, yeah, this idiot doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, it turns out I didn't when it came to Wake Forest because they did lose in overtime to a terrible Boston College team who then took Miami to overtime the next day and lost. To Miami. A Boston College was terrible. They were like a 13 seed and they smacked Pitt in their first game and they take Wake Forest, a bubble team, into overtime. It's unbelievable. Wake Forest lost. I was way off on that. I called Wake Forest as a potential sleeper in the ACC. Not even close. They got upset by a 13 seed in their first game. Unforgivable out of the Demon Deacons. The next one that I got really wrong was Xavier as a sleeper. I called Xavier as a potential sleeper in the Big East, back against the wall. Big East, you know, bubble team, trying to make a statement to the tournament committee, pull an upset, get themselves iced into the tournament. And that game ended up being really, honestly, it ended up being very catastrophic for uh, Xavier because I think that it ended up knocking Xavier out because Xavier is not in the tournament, I do not believe. As I go, as I go back and look, as I have all my spreadsheets and everything out, yeah, Xavier is not. Xavier is in here, and definitely that game against Butler had an impact in that because not only was it a loss, but it was a bad loss in a game where they should have won in a game that they truly needed to win. So with Xavier losing, I one was way completely wrong saying that Xavier would be a sleeper to pull an upset in the Big East uh it also knocked Xavier out which means that I was triple wrong because I was like okay Xavier is gonna beat Butler wrong Xavier could pull an upset in the next round wrong and then Xavier can ice their spot in the NCAA tournament also wrong so that was a triple threat just complete failure right there on my part and then Butler played Providence tough you know didn't beat Providence so, and again, Xavier losing in overtime the same way uh, Wake Forest did to Boston College. Both these games going to overtime. Unbelievable. It, both to garbage teams. Butler was terrible this year. Butler might, what's his name, might have saved his job. And Butler with that win against Xavier. And now Xavier's not even in the tournament. The other one I got wrong, really wrong. And I, I put this in the really wrong category. I don't necessarily think it deserved it. Because this, this was a wild one. This is one like totally just... Full, both arms fully outstretched, most likely to just have them get completely cut off. But I called Wichita State as a potential deep sleeper in the American. I thought maybe that they would start to right the ship a little bit, catch SMU sleeping, and not knock them off where SMU got a shot at Memphis again. Wichita State, I said, could be a deep sleeper. They lost by six to Tulsa, who's terrible. First game of the American tournament. Seven seed Wichita State, just an unbelievable. I thought thought maybe they would, you know, I didn't even think that they would have a shot to lose against Tulsa, and then that they could catch SMU napping, and then all of a sudden 
holy crap, I'm looking at my phone, Wichita State's down 10, halfway through the second half, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. There's no chance this actually happens. And sure enough, Tulsa, who's another sub-500 team, goes and beats Wichita State, and that's it. There goes my bold Wichita State prediction. And the last one, the one that I definitely got really wrong, I said the ACC would be an uninteresting conference tournament. Now, it wasn't a straight prediction. Like, I wasn't predicting, you know, uh, the ACC. I I didn't make this hot take of, oh, the ACC is going to be a completely boring tournament. But I went back and listened to last week's show, and I I remember myself saying, I heard it, I was like, the ACC is going to be pretty uninteresting this year in terms of the tournament. And I could not have been further off. And obviously, with that, you know, I got Duke winning the ACC tournament very, very wrong, despite the fact that they went to the ACC championship. And the other one that I got really, really wrong, which I'm kind of looping the ACC into one because everybody was wrong about the ACC. So everything that I got wrong about the ACC is the same things that everybody got wrong in the ACC. So Duke winning, completely wrong. ACC being uninteresting, completely wrong. Virginia Tech being the sleeper, I was completely wrong in not calling Virginia Tech as that team, not only to be a sleeper, but to also win it. I wasn't even close with that. So that was the ACC as a whole. I was way off on the ACC outside of Duke making it to the to the conference championship. It was, yeah, that was not not good at all. I was the ACC. It's crazy the way I talked about it last week. I thought I knew everything about the ACC. It turns out the ACC was a conference that I did the worst in in terms of the actual in terms of the actual bracket and the actual conference tournament. So into the next section, just the this the wrong, not the really wrong, not the stuff that I got you know completely blasted on, not the stuff that I was in a completely separate ballpark on, just the stuff that I got wrong, normal wrong. I called San Diego State to win the Mountain West Championship, win the Mountain West Tournament. They lost by one to top seed Boise State in the championship game. Can't really be mad at that. You know, SDSU had been winning in these close games prior to the tournament and you know, when they get into a close game against Boise State, I thought, hey, they might be able to do it. I thought that they could use momentum and make their way through the Mountain West uh, tournament. And they did, for the most part. They just ended up losing in a close game, one point to Boise State, the top seed, who I also predicted wouldn't be there at that point, but they were. San Diego State couldn't take care of business. Uh, I guess this, this one was wrong. It could have been in the really wrong category just because they got knocked out pretty early, but I just left it in the wrong category. I called Wisconsin to win the Big Ten Championship. They were upset in the quarterfinals by seven seed, my team, Michigan State. I mean, it was tough because I was wrong about Wisconsin and I was also right about Wisconsin and I'll get to that. I'll get to that a little bit later. And that's the only reason I didn't put this in the really wrong category because last week I said something about Wisconsin. I said that their tournament, Big Ten and NCAA tournament, you know, hopes and dreams would be contingent on one thing and it ended up being that one thing and I got it right, but I also got it wrong. I thought that this person would be there and show up, turns out he didn't and then it all it all kind of ended up falling apart for Wisconsin in the Big Ten tournament, and it could in the NCA. We'll see because they got a tough draw in the NCA tournament. Um, the next one that I got wrong, I'm not going to say I got this one really wrong. I'm just say I got it wrong. I called Iowa State as a Big Twelve sleeper. They got smashed in the quarterfinals by Texas Tech. Didn't even show up. Barely scored 40 points, if that. I don't even know if they scored 40 points. 
I turned it off at halftime. I was done. I was done with Iowa State. Iowa State has been brutal, absolutely brutal the last two games. This 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 past game against Texas Tech and then the home senior night game against Oklahoma State where they didn't score 40 points on Iowa State is limping into this NCAA tournament. And as an 11 seed, I mean, I still think nine quad one wins is too many quad one wins for an 11 seed. But the fact that they drew LSU, who I think is a weak opponent in SEC, you know what, good for Iowa State. I think they pulled that 11-6 upset. But, you know, for that reward, they get to play Wisconsin or Colgate, but most likely Wisconsin. So watching Iowa State lose like that was tough. And it's especially as a team that I thought had a pretty good read on. And I still think I do have a good read on them. I just just didn't show up. And Texas Tech plays tough defense. They always have. And so, I don't know. It was just, that was just a rough one because I was, I spoke about Iowa State very confidently and I wrote about Iowa State very confidently last night in my article that I wrote for the school paper. And I don't know. I just thought, I just thought Iowa State had a little bit more in them. And I know for a fact that they do. It's just, when are they going to show it? And I think maybe playing a team outside of the Big 12 you're going to see. I think you're going to see pretty quickly how good the Big 12 and the Big 10. We'll get to them in a little bit. But I think you're going to see how good the Big 12 really is when Iowa State, the worst Big 12 team to make the NCAA tournament as an 11 seed, goes up against LSU, who is a 6 seed and a, you know, top, I believe, seven, six, top 6 or 7 team in the SEC this year. So, you know, in an SEC conference that has had three teams in the top 10, in the last AP poll, and then another team just outside the top 10 in Arkansas who made a good run in their conference tournament, who we'll also get to later. Um, you know, I think Iowa State's got a good chance, and the Big 12 has a good chance to prove themselves early, especially with this uh, Iowa State-LSU game. And I think uh, with Texas playing Virginia Tech in another 6-11 versus 11 matchup, Virginia Tech rolling through the ACC uh, tournament, a very hot team, and going up against Texas, who had a very rough outing in their first game of the Big 12 tournament against TCU. So, you know, Big 12's got some early, early noise that they can try and make or they can just completely collapse. So we'll see how it rolls for the Big 12, especially Baylor too. Baylor's kind of limping into the into the NCAA. But, you know, there's a lot of different things that can happen with the Big 12 and the NCAA tournament. But I just thought, I thought I had a better read on Iowa State. Turns out I didn't. They got smashed in the quarterfinal by Texas Tech. I got that one wrong. Next one I got wrong was Arkansas SEC champion. I called that relatively early in last week's show. I was wrong. They lost to a team that I was very right about in the semifinal round. So, you know, when I saw when I saw AM playing Arkansas in the semifinal, I was like, okay, well, this could be this could go really good if Arkansas wins. Alright, Arkansas, I called them to win the SEC championship as a sleeper themselves. And now, hey, they're playing, you know, eight seed or eight or nine, eight or nine seed AM. I think it was nine seed. Nine seed AM in the uh, SEC tournament semifinals. If Arkansas wins, I'm right. I'm close to being right with Arkansas being SEC champion. And I'm 100% right with AM being the sleeper because they beat Auburn. So, we'll, you know, we'll get to AM a little bit later. But I called Arkansas as the SEC championship as the SEC champion, and I'm got hot. They beat Florida, they upset Auburn, and they then went and beat Arkansas. So, and A&M still didn't get into the tournament, but Michigan's not even the first four. So, how is that possible? As Darth Vader would say. 
Duke as the ACC champion. I got that one wrong. They lost to Bid Steeler Virginia Tech in the championship. I, what can I say about this one? Who thought Virginia Tech was going to win the ACC championship? I didn't. If you called it, then you know what? Good for you. Have a cupcake. I, I didn't, and I don't think very many people did either, and that's not an excuse for me to just brush on and say, well, nobody else got it right, so it doesn't matter that I got it wrong. I mean, it matters that I got it wrong, and you know, part of me is honestly kind of disappointed that I didn't see Virginia Tech as a potential ACC sleeper, given the fact that they were coming in an ACC tournament, playing well, playing hot. They were getting favorable draws in that bracket, and yeah, I, 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 Virginia Tech just came right out of nowhere. They stole, they stole, um, what's their name's bids to the big tournament, right? They stole um, Dayton's bid to the tournament, and Richmond stole Oklahoma's bid to the tournament. So, I mean, you know, what, what can you do when a team like that just catches fire in a conference tournament and then they beat the unanimous number one seed, not even close, the, when they go and beat the only ranked team in the ACC in the championship round. They beat the only top five team in the ACC, right? It was just Virginia Tech came out of nowhere. They, that's that's pretty much all that happened. They kept playing well. They kept playing consistent, and there they are. They, they are as an 11 seed in the in the tournament, similar to what you know Oregon State did, Oregon State last year. So I'll get to a little bit of a prediction with that later as well. Not with Oregon State. Hot take, Oregon State sucks. Correct, yes, they're 3-27. and The next one that I got wrong was uh, the Wazoo sleeper pick. I said, I, you know, that was the one that I really wanted to happen. That would have been a fun one to, that was a fun one to pick. That was a fun one to hopefully try and get right. It didn't happen. I got Wazoo wrong. They beat Cal, at least, at least they didn't make me look as stupid as Wake Forest and Xavier did losing the first round. At least Wazoo beat a trash Cal team in the round one, right? It, Wake Forest and Xavier lost to garbage teams in their first game of the conference tournament. At least Wazoo beat who they were supposed to beat. And in the game that I potentially picked as an upset for the next game against UCLA, they just didn't pull the upset. They lost by 10. So respectable pick with Wazoo. I got it wrong, but at least they didn't make me look stupid like Wake Forest and Xavier. So kudos to Wazoo on that. The next one that I got wrong was uh, USC as a sleeper to holy upset in the Pac-12 tournament to potentially win it. Uh, they beat Washington, then they lost to UCLA in the semifinal. So UCLA pretty much demolished any sort of prediction or hot take that I could have had in, in the Pac-12 tournament. UCLA was, you know, the four horsemen of the apocalypse in terms of the predictions that I wanted to get right in the Pac-12, except when it came to that uh, Pac-12 championship, which I did get right. Uh, the first one, that that was it for the ones that I got wrong, up to my knowledge and going back and looking at my notes and watching everything that happened and listening back to last week's show. That's pretty much all that I picked out that I got wrong. So, you know, respectable. Got some stuff really wrong, made me look stupid, and then just some other random stuff that, you know, just didn't draw the right way. You know, Wazoo, and then Iowa State getting smashed, and then SDSU only losing by one in the Mountain West, right? So just, just a couple things where... I got it wrong, and then a couple things where I was just way off. So kudos to Boston College. Made me look stupid the way you make a lot of other people look stupid. Hence the only reason you're in a Power 5 conference. Anyways, here's what I got right. And just normal right, very right, we're going to save for last. Save the best for last. First thing I want to say that I got right was um, Wyoming as a sleeper. They made it to the Mountain West semis, lost by 7 to Boise State. And this this is the like kind of the more controversial one because Wyoming wasn't 
necessarily a sleeper in the Mountain West tournament. When I picked Wyoming as a sleeper, I think I implied that as a sleeper to beat Boise State. But I also picked Wyoming as a sleeper because they needed to get in into the NCAA tournament and they needed to make noise in the Mountain West. And they only needed to win one game to get to the Mountain West semis, but they did. And people potentially thought that Wyoming could be in a pick to be upset. Wyoming making it to the Mountain West semifinals, holding it tough against Boise State, only losing by seven. I guess I kind of got that one right. That's the only one. The rest of them are, I've got 100% right. I picked Villanova to win the Big East. That ended up happening. I was also spot on on Providence, not making it to the Big East final. I said that Providence would be upset, that Providence wouldn't make it. They did not. They got hammered by Creighton. Uh, I predicted Houston as the American Conference tournament champions. They were. Uh, I was also spot on about something else in American that I'll get to later, but yes, I was pretty, I was very right on Houston winning the American Conference tournament. Uh, The next one, Memphis as a sleeper in the American. I guess I had a pretty good read on the American because a lot of the stuff I got right was based on the uh, the AAC, but uh, Memphis is a sleeper in the American. They made it to the American Championship as a three seed. I called earlier in the uh, last week's show that Memphis could be a sleeper pick to upset SMU. They were as a lower seed. Now, Memphis was the hotter team and but they were still a three seed it was still an upset and memphis still should have been a sleeper to go to that conference championship potentially win it and they did so kudos to houston and kudos to memphis for doing what i said they would do uh the next one i got right arizona pac-12 champion wasn't a hot take but you know i got duke wrong with the acc so there was no reason that i was 100 percent guaranteed to get the arizona pick right but turns out i did Arizona went through the Pac-12 with relative ease, thankfully. Didn't look stupid with that. Uh, Kansas, I picked to be the Big 12 champions. They were. They went through that Big 12 tournament, and I was very pleasantly surprised by the fact that the Big 12 was pretty chalk in terms of how the conference tournament went. You know, Kansas, the only thing, you know, Baylor didn't make it, but it was Kansas playing in the Big 12 championship, number one seed Kansas. It was Kansas winning the Big 12, so I'm glad that you know, that was kind of a risky pick because anybody could have come out of the Big 12. I said that 20 times last week. Anybody can be anybody in the Big 12. Anybody can come out of that conference, get hot, make a run, you know, average only giving up 40 points a game on defense and just roll through anybody. And uh, I was very correct when I picked Kansas as the best team in that conference, as the team to win that conference tournament, as the deepest team with the most talent and the best players. So I'm glad I got that one right because Big 12 was very difficult to predict this year. And then the last thing that I would say I got right, not very right, but right was my lack of confidence in Baylor. I did not have confidence in Baylor. I was predicting them to probably not make it to the Big 12 tournament. I thought Baylor would be an upset special. Turns out they were. They lost to seven seed Oklahoma in their first game of the tournament. Oklahoma ended up not making the big NCAA tournament, but Oklahoma did pull off the upset against Baylor. And I was right about Baylor being upset. I was just not right on how early they would be upset. I thought Texas Tech would be the team that would get through Baylor, but it turns out it happened a lot earlier. So, you know, I also thought that Iowa State could beat Texas Tech, and if Iowa State did, that they could be a potential pick against Baylor. But when I, you know, when I saw Texas Tech-Baylor, I was like, yeah, I feel like Texas Tech's going to win this game. So either way, I called Baylor not making it all the way to the conference final. They did. They didn't make it. And they got blasted pretty early. So let's get to the last one, the fun one, my favorite part. Let's talk about what I got very, very right 
predictions that might not have been as cut and dry as black and white that I ended up still getting very right. Uh, the American semis being a bloodbath between SMU and Memphis while Houston easily cleans up the mess in the American championship. I was spot on with that. The, the American conference tournament went pretty much exactly as I said it would. Houston drew an easy opponent in, I think, Tulane in the American uh, in the American semis. Houston beat them by 20. SMU and Memphis played in a bloodbath game against two teams, one of which was trying to avoid the playing in Dayton, the other team that was playing, trying to play themselves into Dayton out of the first four outrange and get into Dayton. SMU and Memphis played a crazy close game. Memphis ended up winning. Houston cleaned up the mess in the championship and rolled through Memphis, beat them almost by 20 points. So I was I was 100% spot on with how the American Conference semis were going to go. Another one I was right on 100% was Indiana being a sleeper in the Big Ten. I called the winner of Indiana-Michigan as the sleeper in the Big Ten. Turns out Indiana beat Michigan. Then they beat Illinois, and then they lost in the semifinal on a buzzer beater off the backboard three by a guy who's been in college for like six years, I'm pretty sure. What can you say, right? I, I called it perfectly with Indiana, and they, they honestly, they should have won another one. They could have, but Bohannon is staying in school, and he's, I don't know what program he's doing, but he's in school, so good for him. The next one I got right was Wisconsin's Big Ten tournament would revolve around Johnny Davis's health. Turns out he was healthy, and he played. He just played terrible, and Michigan State immediately beat them. First game of the tournament for Wisconsin, Michigan State had beaten Maryland and honestly played really poorly against Maryland in the last two minutes of the game. And the next game that they got was Wisconsin, and Johnny Davis shot, you know, two for 60 from the field, and Wisconsin lost. And it it was, it was a close game. It was a competitive game, but Michigan State looked like the better team, especially with Johnny Davis not performing. So when I said last week that Wisconsin's Big Ten tournament and now NCAA tournament is going to completely revolve around Johnny Davis, you know, yes, Johnny Davis is their best player, but there's also a lot of talent around him. So people were th- thinking and saying potentially, you know, it doesn't all have to revolve around Johnny Davis. And I said that, yes, it does. When Johnny Davis is there and Johnny Davis is performing well to the standards that we have set for him as one of the best players in the Big Ten, it was very jarring to see how Wisconsin kind of just falls apart when Johnny Davis isn't playing at his max capacity and they lost to a truly inferior Michigan State team. So I was spot on with Wisconsin's performance without Johnny Davis and and I thought that Wisconsin's depth would still be enough and it was almost enough to beat Michigan State while Johnny Davis wasn't performing. But again without Johnny Davis, Wisconsin, they're just not they're just not it. So he claimed to be healthy. I think he was healthy, just a bad night, and Wisconsin lost as a result. Not as a direct result, but it definitely contributed. The next one, the last one that I got very right was Texas A&M as a sleeper. I called the winner of Texas A&M versus Florida as a sleeper in the SEC all the way to the SEC championship. Texas A&M did beat Florida, beat Auburn, beat Arkansas. Out of gas, they lost to Tennessee. Tennessee just outworked them. So I was 100% right with the SEC sleeper, which, hey, I'll take it in a conference that I was very, very, I was very bold with the SEC predictions. You know, I picked Arkansas to win it. And then Arkansas is playing in the semis against my sleeper pick. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess I got that kind of right. And then Arkansas loses to my sleeper pick. And I'm like, whoa, Texas A&M is really trying to get it. Buzz Williams is trying to pull magic again. And it almost happened getting to the SEC championship against Tennessee. And 
lo and behold, it all fell apart against Tennessee, and now they're not even in the tournament, which you know I think is honestly, I think it's ridiculous that there are three teams ahead of Texas A&M in the actual you know last you know the first four out right. We have Dayton, Oklahoma, SMU, and Texas A&M as the first four contingencies. I think that's I think that's completely ridiculous, but. I'm not in the committee. I have no idea. I don't know what measures they use to predict this. Who knows? It's They were talking about it last night on the selection show, and it was like, oh, we have all these different metrics that we use and all these predictions, and we have 10 different bracket models, and regular season teams that played against each other can't play each other in the first round of the tournament, and it's just like, okay, well, thank you for that. Just why is, why is Michigan a – why is Michigan not in the first four? So <laughs> – that's pretty much that's pretty much it with with everything that happened last week. So for this week in the big NCAA tournament, the week that I look forward to very much, pretty much every year is a super fun week, super fun stretch of days picking the brackets, predicting the games, then watching the games and watching everything, you know, go to complete crap. By honestly, by Thursday afternoon, usually by the first week of the tournament. Um, you know, this is interesting because I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with this uh, tournament day, this tournament show, because there's so much. And it's like, do I want to just bombard? Do I want to do everything at once? Do I want to take it slow? Like, how do I want to do this? And as I was, you know, as I was coming up with ideas, as I was writing stuff down, for today for the show i was just like i think i want to go through the upsets because everyone loves the upsets you know everyone loves the sleeper the cinderella but people love you know who's gonna upset who who's gonna do this thing against this team that nobody's gonna you know expect them to do so i'm gonna start with new mexico state and uh yukon just because new mexico state's been a trendy pick pretty much all season coming out of the whack and then Connecticut is a team that is not necessarily in a slump but they were hot and they've just kind of mellowed out so they're not playing bad basketball they were just playing much better basketball earlier in the season so people want to pick New Mexico State as the trendy 12 versus 5 pick hey go for it be my guest the next one is going to be you know Arkansas unfortunately I think Arkansas is on upset alert just as much as, you know, they're on the alert to be a sleeper in their uh, in their West region. So I mean, with Arkansas, you know, they're they're one of the hottest teams, right? They won fifteen to seventeen, then they lost to Texas A and M in the SEC semis. I, here's the problem with Arkansas: they draw Vermont, and Vermont shoots fifty percent from the field, and they shoot thirty percent from three point range, which is unreal. That's crazy out of wherever you come from northeastern conference who cares you shoot 50 percent from the field you're a threat to beat anybody which immediately would put arkansas right on the upset watch now in terms of do i think they can do it i i will pick arkansas here and also in years where there were two four over third or 13 over four upsets the year before right i'm going to try and explain this the best that i can so last season there were two uh 13 over four seed upsets in the tournament. Every time that that has happened, the next NCAA tournament, there has not been a 13 over four upset. 
So history would say that based on last season having two 13 over four seed upsets, that there will be zero 13 over four seed upsets. Now I'm not saying that it is set in stone fact that there will not be a 13 over four upset this year. I am just hesitant to pick it, especially with Arkansas being a very good four seed in the West in the West uh, region. But unfortunately for Arkansas, their tournament uh, hopes will not be alive very long because they're in the West. So <laughs> brutal region by far. You know, it, you know Arkansas. Here's the thing. Arkansas averages almost 13 turnovers a game. So that's that's their issue. So if Vermont can generate offense based on these turnovers, continue to shoot 50%, extend the range on the offensive end, I don't see a reason why Vermont can't pull the upset. But again, it's Arkansas. 15 out of 17 games, they won. They lost to Texas A&M. I don't know. I like Arkansas, but Vermont will be a trendy pick. They played very well in the Northeastern Conference or whatever stupid conference that they're in. Who cares? <laughs> I do you get do you get though do you get it like I like Arkansas. I I'm mad that Arkansas didn't do what I thought that they could do and they ended up losing to Texas A&M. I still have faith in Arkansas. It could be very misplaced faith, but Arkansas is just my gem team, and I'm mad that they're in the West Region. Next, St. Mary's. They're five seed, but they get the winner of Wyoming Indiana. I favor Indiana over St. Mary's more, but if Wyoming wins, again, I could still see Wyoming pulling it against St. Mary's. Uh, St. Mary's has played Gonzaga very tough this year, so I would hesitate to pick Wyoming over St. Mary's. I would value Indiana just because Indiana have played better teams this year. They play in a better conference than Wyoming by far, and they also play in a better conference than St. Mary's. Uh, Indiana also matches well against St. Mary's. Trace Jackson Davis will be a matchup nightmare for St. Mary's. And when when Trace Jackson Davis wants to, he's the second best big man in the Big Ten. When he wants to be. He's a top 10 center, big man, forward, whatever. He's a top 10 big man in the country when he wants to be. It's just, does he choose he going to show up today? Or is he going to take a nap on the bench? It does, Or is he going to get into foul trouble, right? You never know what you're going to get. Recently, and it contributed to Indiana's success in the Big Ten tournament, Trace Jackson Davis showed up big. Him and Kofi Coburn, him against Kofi Coburn was a great matchup in the Big Ten quarters against Illinois. That was a fantastic, fun matchup to watch from the frozen tundra on, I think, a Thursday morning. Thursday or Friday morning in North Dakota. Great game to watch. So, Indiana, I think, matches up a lot better against St. Mary's than Wyoming. So, I would like Indiana more in that game. But uh, Wyoming also has Graham E.K., who scores 20 points a game. I also have a point guard. Hunter Maldonado, six assists per game. They work in tandem. They contribute, you know, they, they play complementary basketball with each other. They contribute to each other's games. So if St. Mary's doesn't interrupt that chemistry early, they could be in a they can be in a world of hurt against Wyoming. So St. Mary's isn't a given, but I would pick St. Mary's, to be honest, over either of these teams just because of how they've shown they can play against Gonzaga. But also St. Mary's looks different against Gonzaga than they do against, you know, some other teams. St. Mary's almost plays up to the competition with Gonzaga and then plays down to the competition with, you know, like Pacific or whoever is <laughs> whoever is in that conference. So St. Mary's isn't a given against Wyoming or Indiana. That's why they're obviously on upset. And, you know, if it's a team out of the West Coast Conference playing a team out of the Big Ten in the first round, immediately got to put on upset watch just because Indiana comes out of the Big Ten. So, again, if St. Mary's... Uh, plays Wyoming, I would definitely pick St. Mary's, but at 
that's not to say that Wyoming can't pull the upset. If St. Mary's were to play Indiana, I would favor Indiana a little bit more than Wyoming. I would still probably pick St. Mary's just because Indiana is incredibly inconsistent. But again, it's a tough one to pick there. Uh, the next one is Texas as a six seed. Texas gets a tough one because they get Virginia Tech, who's coming out of the ACC tournament. Now, Virginia Tech did exactly what Oregon State did last year in the Big 12. Oh, but Oregon State was a 12 seed. Okay, thank you. Virginia Tech's an 11 seed. I get it. That's the only difference. But everything else that they did was the exact same. Virginia Tech, off the bubble, was not in was not in on any bracket metrics. Neither was Oregon State. They caught fire, started playing good basketball, went through their conference tournament, got an auto bid, stole bid from you know Virginia Tech, stole, uh, I believe it was Dayton's bid, Dayton or Oklahoma, right? You can interchange them. Richmond, Richmond stole Oklahoma's bid and Virginia Tech stole Dayton's bid, right? Pretty much that's how it ended up going. And anytime any team gets that team, anytime... Texas or whoever it is, and this year it's Texas, gets matched up against the team that caught fire in the conference tournament that played themselves into the tournament while previously being out. That team's just going to be on upset alert because of how hot Virginia Tech is and how hot Oregon State got last year. And I I did get that right in in last week's prediction. This is a late addition to the things I got right. Virginia Tech won the ACC, but I predicted that there would be a bid stealer, and it ended up being Virginia Tech. Now, I believe I predicted that the big bid stealer could come out of like the Mountain West or the American. I got the conference wrong, but I did get the fact that there would be a surprise bid stealer this year. It just came out of a conference that I think was the least likely conference to have a bid stealer come out of. So, Virginia Tech, 11 seed. Oregon State went to the Elite Eight eight last season. I'm not saying Virginia Tech's going to go to the Elite Eight, but they're playing good basketball, some of the best basketball in the country. They beat Duke. They're on a winning streak, and Texas is the perfect representation of a team that could potentially be vulnerable because, yes, they play good defense, but they're also in a slump. And Texas is on a lot, a lot of rest, which I don't necessarily think is very beneficial, right? They they haven't played a lot of basketball. The last time they took the court, it was a rough outing against TCU in the first game of the Big 12 tournament, and I don't. I don't think that Texas should be a gimme against Virginia Tech, even if it's it's Chris Beard's tough defense that he brought over from, from Lubbock and Texas Tech. I don't think that Texas should be a gimme against Virginia Tech just because Texas plays good defense and Virginia Tech got lucky and caught fire in the ACC tournament. This is the one that I'm going to pick that I'm going to say 100% I'm picking the upset. I will be picking Virginia Tech to beat Texas just based on premise. I could get it wrong. I might, who knows. But you know, in the ones before, right, when I was when I was Yukon, New Mexico State, I'm picking Yukon. Arkansas versus uh, Vermont, I'm gonna pick Arkansas. St. Mary's against Wyoming or Indiana, I'm gonna pick St. Mary's. But Virginia Tech over Texas, I'm picking Virginia Tech 100% in this game. Texas has lost three in a row. Virginia Tech's won seven or last eight games wins against Duke and Carolina in that stretch. Tech shooting 40% from three-point range. Texas only gives up 60 points per game. Virginia Tech shooting or Texas's defense is going to be the thing to kind of give in this game. It's going to be the thing that doesn't perform up to standard and whichever one breaks first will determine the winner of the game. And I think it's going to be Texas's defense just because Virginia Tech has been playing lights out. So, as weird as it is, the next one, 
Murray State's on upset watch. I went into this week assuming that Murray State would be the team that everyone picks to upset, you know, fill in the blank five seed or fill in the blank six seed or seven seed, right? You know, I assumed Murray State would just pop up on the 12, 11, or 10 seed line and they would be the trendy upset against whatever higher seeded team that they play. Uh, turns out Murray State's a seven seed. So now they can be on upset watch against the 10 seed. And I think they got a favorable draw with San Francisco just because they come out of the garbage conference two teams that come out of garbage conferences playing each other on a 7-10 matchup san francisco the only merit that san francisco has is they've won a ton of games in a bad conference and has played gonzaga tough but the only reason that murray state is on upset watch like this because they don't play anybody right their best win is a win against memphis early in the season when memphis was playing terrible and murray state lost by 13 to auburn early in the season and that's like Looking at losses that happen early in the season is like, it's a completely different team. Every team is completely different in November than what they are in March. It's a totally different thing. So we don't really know how good Murray State is against a team from a Power 5 conference or the American or the Mountain West. And in this case, they draw a, a WCC team. Of course, Murray State can come out of the Ohio Valley, Missouri Valley. No, Ohio Valley. Murray State can come out of the Ohio Valley draw a 10 seed which can usually be a middle of the road big 12 acc pac 12 team instead no they draw san francisco and neither of them played anybody except san francisco has played gonzaga <laughs> it's just like okay who's gonna win i don't know and because of that san francisco could pull the upset just because they have a little bit more experience playing good teams playing teams that are actually in the tournament unlike Murray State who's beat Memphis early in the season who's in the tournament and then lost to Auburn right we don't we just don't know how good Murray State truly truly is have they won 30 games yes but that doesn't make them an automatic winner against San Francisco who's hung with the number one overall seed on multiple occasions this year my next team on upset alert we're gonna go with LSU and I kind of talked about this earlier uh, LSU gets Iowa State in the first game of the tournament Unfortunately, somebody was going to have to get the lowest seeded Big 12 team that, you know, if they played in a different conference, would have more wins and would be seeded higher. Unfortunately for LSU, it was them. They drew 11 seed Iowa State, and Iowa State has gone from two wins last year to 20 wins this year. The complete opposite of what Oregon State has done. <laughs> so they, and, and the thing about Iowa State is they did their turnaround. They did all this crazy stuff in a brutal conference, in a conference that had a lot of good teams and a conference that only has 10 teams, nine of which are eligible, but each of these teams had pretty much a shot to win that conference tournament. Anybody could have come out of the Big 12 and won it. It ended up being Kansas, which I predicted correctly. But, you know, anybody in the Big 12 can beat anybody else in the Big 12, and anybody in the Big 12 can also go and just smash somebody else. So I think I Iowa State is going to be very... Iowa State was undefeated going into Big 12 conference play. So it all kind of fell apart when they started playing in the Big 12. So maybe now Iowa State being outside of the Big 12 would be a little bit of a breath of fresh air for them. And maybe, you know, they pull the upset against LSU. I wouldn't be surprised, right? So, I mean, Iowa State only gives up 63 points per game. One of the top defenses in the country. LSU is a middle-of-the-road offense. I They only average 12 assists per game, 13 assists if you round up, which is 235th in division one 
Isaiah Brockington is a fantastic scorer. It's just nobody else in Iowa State scores, right? I, if Isaiah Brockington, and I said this last week, if Isaiah Brockington can get some help, Iowa State will win games. They will win more than one game in this tournament. If somebody else can contribute offensively, it doesn't have to be the entire team. One person just needs to support Isaiah Brockington so the opponents don't triple team Brockington. If Gabe Kalsher, if Robert Jones, Jazz Coons, if any of them can get hot, if any of them can score more than 15, 16 points, anything like that, if anyone can get in that range with Brockington, Iowa State will make it out of the first weekend of the tournament. I'm calling that right now. And again, there's no bias. There's no bias. There's none. Because I'm not, I'm not putting, I'm not necessarily talking about Michigan State beating Duke. Right? I'm not going to say that Duke's on upset alert against Michigan State after Michigan State pounds Foster Lawyer in the first round of the tournament. Oh, man. Foster Lawyer. Jeez. Ran that guy to East Lansing. He comes back. Sparty's like sheep led to the slaughter going up against Duke in round two. Unbelievable. Providence. That's the next one. Providence team with unfortunate fate and playing and probably losing to South Dakota State. This is one that I will be picking. I will be picking... Iowa State to beat LSU. I will not be picking, sorry, I should have said this earlier. I will not be picking San Francisco to beat Murray State. I will be picking Iowa State to beat LSU. I will be picking South Dakota State to beat Providence. Providence drew South Dakota State. Somebody was going to. We assumed it would be a five seed drawing South Dakota State as a 12 seed, as a popular pick, but with Richmond and with um, Virginia Tech stealing bids, it bumped South Dakota State down to the 13 line. And, you know, it's it's tough because it's kind of discomforting talking about SDSU in a very positive light like this as a UND student. Now, UND doesn't have much beef with SDSU, but, you know, they smack us in basketball and football. So it's just kind of like, ha-ha, yay, South Dakota State's better than us at everything except hockey. So, okay, but then also hockey's the only thing that matters in North Dakota. So it just kind of... I come from a different world. So this is better, I will say, though. It is better than talking about the team from Fargo. If Fargo were to win the Summit League and be like, oh, great, why is NDSU going to win? It's like, I'd rather not talk about that. But SDSU is a lot like Murray State. They won 30 games this season playing against nobody good. They won undefeated in the Summit League play, and they haven't lost a game since last year. South Dakota State has not lost a game since 2021. You know, if I were to tell you that, hey, Team A scores 87 points per game and Team B scores 72 points per game, who are you going to pick to win? If you chose Team A, that's South Dakota State. If you chose Team B, that's Providence, right? Oh, but defense wins championships. Well, thankfully, this is the round of 64, not the national championship. 87 points in any game beats anybody. I don't care how bad your defense is and how good the offense is, the team that you're playing against. I take SDSU in this game just based on that. You score 87 points a game against anybody, I don't care if they come out of the Big East, they just gave up 90 points to Creighton. I take SDSU in this game. Not close either. That's another one. I don't think this game's going to be close. I think SDSU wins by more than seven. I don't know what the line is on that game, but whatever it is, I, you know, I pick SDSU money line, of course, but I just like to see how much they have Providence favored by. I'm taking SDSU in that game. Ohio State is a seven seed. <laughs> they draw Loyola Chicago. Unbelievable. Unbelievable that Loyola won it again, but good for Drew Valentine. Very nice to see him back at the tournament. You know, very, very good relationship with Drew Valentine as he is the brother of Denzel, who is a star at Michigan State. So very nice to see another Valentine having success in the basketball world. You know, Loyola has continued its regular season success without Porter Moser, who is now 
in the first four contingencies <laughs> after beating Baylor. Ohio State has more experience, better players, better coach, and somewhat of a home court advantage in Pittsburgh as Columbus to Pittsburgh is, I don't know, three-hour drive maybe? Ohio State, Ohio borders Pennsylvania, so Illinois doesn't. It's by premise, Ohio has some sort of a home court advantage, but, you know, Loyola fans travel well, but I do think Ohio State will have home court advantage here. Loyola and Ohio State are pretty similar, except for the fact that Ohio State has a little bit more size than Loyola, but outside of that, they both had their inconsistencies. They both play similar basketball. It's just Ohio State plays a little bit bigger of a version of basketball just because they're in the Big Ten. In the Big Ten, you got to have a big guy. And Ohio State has it, but Zed Key has also been out injured. And I, I don't think Zed Key will be playing. I don't think. Let me look at this, actually. Zed Key. Let's see. Is he playing? Is he alive? Is he alive? Zed Key injury. Zed Key, are you live? Let's see. Uh... <laughs> Zed Key. Uh, says he should be should be alive. Yeah, he should be playing. You say he's a game time decision in a game like in the Big Ten tournament, which they ended up losing. So Zed Key could be back. Either way, anyways. Sorry, I got down a little bit of a rat hole there with Ohio State basketball. But I mean, anytime anyone's playing Loyola, they're gonna be put on upset alert just because the the. The, uh, well, how do I want to put this? The supernatural like to intervene with Loyola Chicago basketball. So just based on that, you know, as Ohio State, I'm not an Ohio State sympathizer or an Ohio State fan, but I will say that I kind of feel for Ohio State because they're literally playing against God. So <laughs> what are you going to do? I mean, yeah, you're playing against Loyola Chicago, but they're, they also have God on their team. So <laughs> Good luck. That's about all I can say at Ohio State. They've also lost four of their last five, including embarrassing, and I mean embarrassing losses, to Nebraska at home and then losing to Penn State in the first game of the Big Ten tournament. And Loyola Chicago went into the Missouri Valley as a as a uh, four seed. Ohio State playing against the Ohio Valley or Missouri Valley Conference champions. It went in as a four seed. Loyola did, and they caught fire in the Missouri Valley. So, Again, when you're playing against God, that can be kind of tough. So Loyola based on premise, maybe. I, it's a dangerous one, but I am gonna pick Ohio State to win this game. But I do not have a good, I do not have a good feeling about that. Next one, Colorado State, six seed. Colorado State is one of the more confident upset picks that I have, unfortunately, because they draw Michigan, who I don't like, who's very inconsistent, who else, who has the most losses of any team to make it to the NCAA tournament as an at-large, and they also managed to avoid the first four somehow, despite the fact that Michigan State was playing the first four last season. But, you know, what am I going to say? I don't know anything. I'm just a guy. Colorado State, 25-5. and They went 14-4 in the Mountain West, and they get Michigan. Here's why Colorado State loses. I'm going to keep this quick, sweet, and simple. Colorado State doesn't have a center. Michigan has a seven foot one center named Hunter Dickinson that averages almost 20 points a game. If Colorado State wants to stop Hunter Dickinson, they're going to have to triple team him. If they don't triple team him, Hunter Dickinson is going to score 35 points. If they triple team him, Hunter Dickinson is going to get the ball out of the paint, extend the offense. Michigan's going to kill him from the perimeter. Eli Brooks, uh, what's his name, Caleb Houston, Brandon Johns, they're going to score 20 points. One of them will. Michigan wins this game relatively easily because Colorado State doesn't have a big man. Michigan's a matchup nightmare for Colorado State. As unfortunate as it is for me and as a Michigan not fan, Michigan's going to win this game and it's not going to be very close. Michigan won't win the next game, but they will win this game. Number 10, Alabama. 
Alabama gets the winner of Rutgers, Notre Dame. Uh, they're also here for the same reason that St. Mary's is. They're going to be playing against a team that's won a game in the tournament and built some momentum, right? So when Alabama's been sitting, Alabama's been playing bad, either Rutgers or Notre Dame will have momentum built earlier in the week because they've already played a tournament game and they've already won. So their tournament jitters are gone. So expect either Rutgers or Notre Dame to get out a, in a quick start against Alabama just because they don't have, you know, the tournament the tournament butterflies that Alabama will have to, to deal with for probably the first four minutes of the game until the under-16 timeout, and then they'll go from there. But, you know, it's it's tough when you're playing against a potentially a Rutgers team that's beaten Purdue, Michigan State, Michigan, Iowa, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Illinois, but then have also lost to NJIT and UMass, right? You never know what you're going to get out of Rutgers, but they can beat anybody. So just based on that alone, based on who they've beaten this season, and they have been playing good basketball recently, you, you can choose Rutgers as an upset here. Notre Dame I'm let less confident in because Notre Dame only has two quad one wins and they're coming out of a weak ACC. But again, Notre Dame would have already played a game in the tournament. They would have gotten the tournament jitters out of the way. They would have momentum built. And just based on that alone, they can beat Bama. So next one, the final one on this list is going to be Houston as a five seed, which is unfortunate because I think they deserve a four, especially after rolling through the American tournament like that. And they're a the top 16 team truly Houston and they're they are they were in the final four last year so there's also that Houston getting a five seed is a tough draw even tougher draw they get UAB in the first round as a result congratulations UAB's won seven in a row including that triple OT wild game against Middle Tennessee State in the conference USA semis UAB has a seventh ranked scoring offense that averages over 80 points a game against the Houston defense that only gives up 59 points a game that will be an interesting one to watch. After losing to Memphis by 14 points a week ago, Houston looks completely different and have showed in the American Conference Tournament that they can beat anybody. They smashed everybody in that American Tournament that they played. Their closest game was against Cincinnati in the first game of the tournament. It was a 13-point win. This is a game, in my opinion, that shouldn't be happening, but college basketball fans should be glad that it is because these are two very good teams playing against each other in the first round. And... Again, Houston should be a higher seed, and UAB, unfortunately, has drawn Houston as a five seed when UAB should be drawing a not-as-good team. But here they are. So UAB can pull the upset. They would love to score 81 points, only give up 66 points on defense, which is their season average, as well as the 81 points that they score per game on offense. They can pull the upset against a team that's been rolling as of late, but UAB has also been rolling. These are two very hot teams playing against each other right now, so we'll see. Jordan Walker for UAB averages 20 points a game, but nobody else on UAB averages more than 12. So Marcus Sasser being out has hurt Houston, but they've also proven they can win without him, given the fact that they went through the American Conference Tournament and had won like 10 of 11 or something like that. That, that loss against Memphis... Like that that loss against Memphis a week ago is sandwiched between like five a five game win streak and then like a four game win streak or something like that. So Houston's been hot and they've proven that they can do things on offense without Marcus Sasser. But again, UAB does provide a new and unique test for the for that Houston defense. So we'll see. I didn't mean to save the best game for last, but looks like I did because I think Houston UAB will be will be a very 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 good game. I pick Houston in that one, but. Just because of how good UAB is on offense, they should be on upset alert. Houston should be. So those are my upset specials. That's kind of how I'm looking at. Uh, 
who's my Cinderella for this year? <sighs> it's tough because picking a Cinderella has a lot of different ways that you can predict it. Um, I will go hesitantly because, again, you look like an idiot when you pick a Cinderella and you're like, oh, and then they lose in the first round. It's like, oh, well, nice job, jackass. You got it wrong. Uh, I, I also, I want to make this known. I don't have Iowa on upset alert against 12-seed Richmond because Iowa went through the Big Ten tournament. They're probably the hottest team in college basketball right now. Oh, but Richmond's hot too. They went through the A-10. A-10, Big Ten, two different conferences. Iowa wins. Not close either. I'm going to be an idiot if Richmond wins. <laughs> and also, to pick Cinderella, too, you have to look at who they play Like later on. Would it be a favorable matchup? Uh, my Cinderella that I'm going to pick, I'm not necessarily going to do it in my official brackets, but in the fun brackets, I will go Murray State. I think they got a favorable draw in the first round against San Francisco. Kentucky has not looked good. Kentucky has just lost. Can, who did Kentucky just lost in the uh, SEC tournament in a game that they should have won? Let's see. Let us go back into history, see who they lost. Right, so they lost against Tennessee by seven in what was the semis, I believe? I believe the SEC semifinals. And Tennessee is a very good team, and I think Murray State is also very good. You'll see early on if Murray State is going to be a tournament threat. Depending on how they look against San Francisco, that'll tell you. So this is one where, unfortunately, you can't make the pick after Murray State plays San Francisco. You can only make it before, but I do have confidence in Murray State to really flex on San Francisco a lot, look really good, and catch Kentucky potentially looking ahead a little bit into the Purdue game. So I early on, just right now, just looking at looking at it, I like Murray State. Uh, another team that I like as a Cinderella. I'm not, I was about to say Iowa State. I'm sorry, I can't do it, right? Oh, oh, Loyola Chicago. Yes, they have God on their team, so Loyola Chicago can be a Cinderella, whatever. Uh, Memphis, I love Memphis against Boise State, and I love them against Gonzaga. Memphis making out of the first weekend of the tournament would not surprise me at all. Again, I love picking against Gonzaga because I hate them because they play in a garbage conference and they refuse to go to the Pac-12. Oh, well, we're in the West Coast. West Coast had a good year. Yeah, a good year for the West Coast is putting three... A historic year for the West Coast Conference is putting three teams into the tournament, two of which are at-large bids, right? St. Mary's is always an at-large bid, and you, you, get one, you got one more in San Francisco who's probably going to lose by 20 to Murray State in the first round. So, Gonzaga... Join a conference, I'll stop picking against you. But Memphis, if Memphis beats Boise State, I totally see him beating Gonzaga. Memphis, outside of that Houston game, has been one of the best teams in college basketball as of recently. So I would go, I would lean. Uh, oh, Michigan State, they can be a Cinderella. No, they cannot. Michigan State can. Here, here's Michigan State's problem. They played a decent game against Purdue. Michigan State gave everything they had in the Big Ten tournament. And I have a bad feeling that I have a good feeling that hopefully they'll beat Davison, but once they get to Duke, I mean, oh. again, Luke Skywalker got it right. That's not true. That's impossible. You play Duke in the second round. No, 
no, please, you can't be playing Duke in the second round. Well, actually, you are, because Duke's a two seed, you're a seven seed, and <laughs> it's about ratings, so yeah, here we are. Michigan State playing Duke in the second round if they get past Foster Lawyer and <laughs> Davidson, which is unreal. Uh, not necessarily as a Cinderella pick, but I, I wouldn't mind picking North Carolina to beat Baylor. North Carolina matches up very well against Baylor. Armando Baycott has been a fantastic uh, center for North Carolina this year in the ACC. Um, would match up well against a tall, long Baylor team. I think uh, guys like uh, Leaky Black, Caleb Love, R.J. Davis can have success. I think R.J. Davis against James Akinjo, point guard for Baylor, would be a very nice matchup to see. You know, a game within the game, seeing how R.J. Davis and James Akinjo play. Uh, Leaky Black for North Carolina, Matthew Meyer for Baylor. Those two are going to have to shoot very well, which they have done recently. And, uh, you know, Caleb Love as well for North Carolina. So that could be an interesting one, North Carolina against Baylor. But I think if you if I was picking a true Cinderella, I would lean towards not Virginia Tech even though I know what Oregon State did last season. A true Cinderella that could make it beyond the Sweet 16. Because, you know, I think Carolina can make it to the Sweet 16. I think Virginia Tech can make it to the Sweet 16. I think potentially Memphis can make it to the Sweet 16. But all the way to the Elite Eight, I would go Wichita State. Or not Wichita. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. I'd go Murray State. I'd go Murray State. Just because they get a favorable draw with Frisco. think they can beat uh, Kentucky. I think Texas or I think Virginia Tech beats Texas. And I think they beat Purdue because I don't like I don't I don't think Purdue has Purdue doesn't have good tournament success. And I don't when was the last time Purdue got out of the first weekend of the tournament? I wish I had that statistic available, but I do not. Um, Virginia Tech I think beats Texas. I think they beat Purdue. And I think you get Murray State Virginia Tech in the Sweet 16, and then Murray State goes on beats Tech. Holy crap! 30 win, Murray stays now in the Elite Eight. So I like that side of the bracket. If I were to pick another one, if you wanted another one, I'd go Memphis. I think if Memphis gets, Memphis obviously start by beating Boise State, but if Memphis can get through Gonzaga as well, that's honestly a pretty clean region up until the Elite Eight, right? Because Duke will come out of that bottom bottom half or Texas Tech. Um, But again, if Memphis were to beat Boise State and Gonzaga, it's more than likely that they would draw uh, Arkansas, in the Sweet 16, Arkansas or Connecticut. And if New Mexico State beats Connecticut, it would 99% be Arkansas. So Memphis versus Arkansas, that'd be a fantastic game to watch. And I think Memphis would have a shot to beat Arkansas and find themselves in the Elite Eight. So that's kind of just my look, just initially on the bracket. Um, Last thing I'm going to do for fun is I am going to Analytic, not I won't say analytically. This isn't my fun bracket. I'm going to pick the first round just based on who I genuinely think is going to win. Not based on mascot. Not you know this isn't my upset bracket where I pick a bunch of random upsets and it's like oh wow this is a crazy bracket. Like I'm actually going to seriously pick this bracket. Just pick this first round. I'm not going to go all the way to the final four. I'm not going to do all that stuff because that's what I'm going to do next week. I'm going to talk about what happened in the round of 64. What's going on in the uh, round of 32 and the Sweet 16, because next time I'm on here, it will be the Sweet 16 that we'll be looking forward to, which is crazy. So, you know, we're going to start in the West. uh, I'm picking Georgia State to be Gonzaga. Just kidding. 
Oh, hey, look, it's telling me to pick more games. Okay. Uh, Memphis versus Boise State. I like Memphis in this game. And I'm not going to I'm not gonna do a deep breakdown of every single game. But I'm going to start with uh, Gonzaga beating Georgia State, Memphis beating Boise State. Moving further on down the bracket, I am going to pick UConn over New Mexico State. I'm going to pick Arkansas over Vermont. Moving further down, I am going to... This is tough doing it before the first four because if it was Notre Dame, I'd 100% pick Alabama. And if it was Rutgers, I wouldn't know what to do. But for now, I am going to pick Rutgers slash Notre Dame over Bama. Uh, Texas Tech over Montana State. I like the Bobcats, but sorry. Can't do it this year. Uh, Michigan State, just out of spite, over Davidson. Duke over CS Fullerton. I will be looking for a CS Fullerton t-shirt slash sweater slash cheap hoodie over the course of the week so if anybody has a cs fullerton merchandise that they would like to lend to me please let me know and i will wear it proudly on friday march 18th at 7 10 p.m eastern time as they clash against duke duke is a two seed they lost to lehigh maybe they do it again not this year though not my predictions but i would love there was no game that i would love to be wrong about more than Duke winning over CS Fullerton, California State Fullerton. I would love to sacrifice that pick in the bracket. If Duke goes, if I have Duke in the final four in all my brackets, but California State Fullerton beats Duke in the first round, I won't sweat it. Totally fine by me. Totally fine. That's it for the West side of this bracket. Actually, you know, I'm gonna pick through, I'm gonna pick through the round of 32. Because that's we'll be through the round of 32 next time we get on here, and we'll go back and look and see how right or wrong that I was. As <laughs> we'll do a we'll do a bracket and review, kind of like what we did the conference tournament next week. So now now down into the East, uh, Norfolk State will not be beating Baylor. North Carolina will be beating Marquette. I am going to pick Wyoming or Indiana against St. Mary's, just based on the fact that hopefully Indiana wins. If not, then I'll look like a fool when St. Mary's beats Wyoming, but. Oh, well. UCLA over Akron, I take. I take Virginia Tech over Texas. I take Purdue over Yale. How is Yale a 14 seed? They barely won 20 games in a garbage Ivy League conference in a tournament they only had to win two games to win. The Ivy League conference tournament starts in the semifinals. I get that Purdue hasn't had success in the NCAA tournament. There's no way they lose to Yale. Come on. If it was Princeton, maybe, because Princeton's played very good this year, and they've got, Princeton's got like 24, 25 wins. But Yale, Yale just hit 20 wins against Princeton in the Ivy League Championship. So, Murray State over San Francisco. Kentucky over St. Peter's. Auburn over Jacksonville State. Congratulations, Jacksonville State. You got into the tournament based off a stupid Division I rule uh, contingency. USC over Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida is a team that nobody's talking about in in this tournament. I don't this this game is just flying way under the radar. Third the four no three seed in the Pac twelve against the four four seed in the ACC, I believe. Four no, because no, because Wake yeah, Wake Forest is the five. Yeah, Miami is the four. So four seed in the ACC in a week ACC. Miami's the ten seed. I'm I i am not hearing anything on Miami, which is kind of scary because the team that usually you don't hear anything on, you just kind of disregard and they go and pull this crazy upset. So I don't value the ACC, but again, Miami did have a better strength of schedule than USC. Miami technically has a better record against the top 25, even though they have both have one win. I USC plays better defense, but 
Miami plays much better offense. So I don't really – this game's a tough draw for me. I'm going to take USC here, but not with a lot of confidence because I don't really value either of these conferences. But this year I do value the Pac-12 more than the ACC. So Colgate was one of my favorite upset picks, potentially. I would have picked Colgate against almost anybody until I saw him playing Wisconsin. Johnny Davis, trust me, he's not going to look the way he did against Michigan State. Colgate's got experience. They're old. They've been in this spot before. Colgate, I would pick almost against, I think, every other three seed. I'd pick Colgate against Purdue. I would pick Colgate against, I don't know if I'd pick them against Texas Tech. They play too good at defense. But I'd pick Colgate against Purdue. Yeah, actually, I wouldn't pick them against Tennessee either. I do think I think Colgate honestly was in line for a 13 seed until Virginia Tech stole the bid and uh, Richmond stole the bid. So if Colgate was a 13 seed, I would pick them to beat every four seed except uh, Arkansas. I'd pick them to beat Illinois. I'd pick them to beat Providence for sure. And I'd pick them to beat, um, what's her name, UCLA. So unfortunately for Colgate, they, they drew a team that I cannot pick against them because Wisconsin is Colgate, but better in almost every way. Wisconsin has the experience that Colgate has, just with more talent. Wisconsin's got the experienced head coach, as does Colgate. Wisconsin just does it in a better conference with better players against better teams. So I got to pick Wisconsin, and it hurts because Colgate, they're they're becoming a basketball school now. They're upgrading all their facilities. They they do a whiteout for the conference championship. The football team goes crazy. They throw water bottles on the basketball court. Colgate's crazy. I would love to see Colgate pull an upset here, but just, again, I'm picking this based on who I genuinely think is going to win. I'm going to take Wisconsin here. I'm going to take Iowa State against LSU in the next game just because, again, Iowa State was undefeated going into conference play. Iowa State rolled through the non-conference, and then the Big 12 schedule hit, and you know it all just fell apart just because of how good the Big 12 is this year. So Again, like I said earlier, I think Iowa State playing a team outside of the Big 12 will be a good breath of fresh air that they need, and I think they beat LSU. Uh, Providence, South Dakota State, we kind of went over this earlier in the upset special. Uh, I take South Dakota State in this game. Iowa over Richmond. Oh, Richmond's a hot team that stole a bid. Yeah, they did in a bad conference. Iowa all the way. Iowa went through the Big Ten tournament relatively simply, except for that backboard buzzer beater that eighth-year college student Bohannon hit. Uh I'm going to take my mountain. Well, you know what? Mm. San Diego State and Creighton is a tough one, too, because these guys are both playing really good basketball. San Diego State just couldn't score points against Boise State. They lost by one in that Mountain West Conference Championship, and then Creighton, Creighton rolled, rolled Providence before losing. Um, I'm going to go, man, this stuff. I'm going to go Creighton in this one, and then uh, Kansas against Texas Southern or Texas A&M, whoever they play. Baylor, Carolina. This is unfortunate. Actually, no, I'm going back to the top. Sorry. Wait, I didn't. Oh my gosh, I didn't even pick the South. Oops. This is fun. Uh, Villanova. I'm picking to beat Delaware. Uh, <laughs> out of spite against Ohio State, I'm going to pick Loyola, Chicago. I also like Drew Valentine, but again, Ohio State has been playing really bad basketball. Again, you feel like they're going to figure it out, and I think they would if it weren't for the fact that they're playing against God in the first round of the tournament. So Ohio State loses Loyola-Chicago, but they won't get past Villanova. Loyola's not going to beat a one-earth. You know, they beat the one-seed Illinois last year. They're not going to do it this year against the two-seed Villanova. Longwood was a team that I really liked just because they play really tough defense. And Longwood's a big physical team, but 
it's one, it's their first time in the NCAA tournament, and that lack of experience will show. And Tennessee is on fire, and Tennessee is going to play very, very well. They have been playing very well. There's no reason to think that Tennessee is going to let off the gas pedal after rolling through the SEC tournament. Longwood, I would have liked potentially against a weaker team like Providence. That's looked terrible as of late, but I would love to pick Longwood in their first ever NCAA tournament game, but I can't. I got to go Tennessee here. Colorado State, Michigan. We talked about this one earlier. Michigan, unfortunately. Uh, Illinois, Chattanooga. An upset game that I didn't talk about. Not a lot of people are talking about. Uh, Again, I think Illinois is a matchup nightmare for Chattanooga, but Chattanooga's won 27 games. So, I don't know. Illinois got 15th ranked, 15th in the net, 4-4 against Tau 25. Illinois played a crazy schedule, 28th in the strength of schedule. They both score a good amount of points. They both average 75 points a game. Chattanooga averages 75. Illinois averages 76. Chattanooga does play better defense, but again, Chattanooga hasn't played anybody. So, I again, I would... I wouldn't immediately just pick Illinois here, but I do think Illinois is a matchup nightmare for Chattanooga just because of Kofi Coburn, and Illinois also has a lot of uh, uh, experience. Trent Frazier, tough game. He'll play better. Coburn will be back. He'll be back to who he is. Curbelo, there's just a lot of experience on the Illinois team. Too much for Chattanooga. If Kofi Coburn doesn't score 25 points, Trent Frazier Anthony Curbelo will. So, Illinois. Houston or UAB? You know, if UAB was playing anyone else, I'd probably pick UAB, but we've been over this one. I'm not going to repeat myself. I take Houston in this game. Close game, though. Fun game, but I do still take Houston. Seton Hall, TCU. That's I have, I don't like this game at all. I think this game's going to be incredibly boring. Seton Hall, middle of the pack, underwhelming Big East team. 3-6 and six against the top 25. 56 overall strength to schedule. They, don't, they scored 73 points per game. They give up 66 points a game on average. Just a completely average Seton Hall team against a team out of the Big 12 who was middle of the road in the Big 12, but beat Texas and then lost. So I'm going to take TCU in this one. When it comes to these games, they're just toss-ups against what I think are average teams. I take the team that played the tougher played in the tougher conference against the better teams. And in this case, I value TCU in that regard. So I take TCU over Seton Hall, coming out of a brutal Big 12. Arizona beats Wright State or whoever else Wright State plays against in the, in the first four. All right. Another round of 32, we have Gonzaga and Memphis. Uh, if this were a different bracket and I wasn't trying to get it right and I was just trying to pick with my heart, I would pick Memphis, but Gonzaga's the better team. Connecticut, Arkansas, Arkansas. Texas Tech over Rutgers and Notre Dame. It won't really matter. If Rutgers plays against a team with a competent defense, they lose. In this case, Texas Tech has a competent defense. They lose. Notre Dame, there's no shot. They beat Texas Tech. Ah, Michigan State, Duke. Look at this. Even if Michigan State beats Duke, they would then get Texas Tech, who smacked them in the Final Four a couple years ago. I mean, come on. You really think that they didn't... Michigan State versus everybody. That's kind of how it feels, but I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just disappointed. Luke Skywalker said it best. That's not true. That's impossible. And Michigan not in the first four after Michigan State got in the first year, first four last year. How was that possible? I don't know. How was that possible considering Michigan State and Michigan did the exact same things leading up to the tournament for each team's respective seasons? So whatever. Duke beats Michigan State. Michigan State doesn't get out of the first weekend of the tournament. Whatever. I'm going to pick Carolina over Baylor. Baylor hasn't looked good. Baylor's dealing with injuries. 
North Carolina, yes, they beat Duke and they looked bad against Virginia Tech. I get it. I do think North Carolina matches up better against Baylor than Marquette would. So I am going to take Carolina in this regard because I do think Carolina can win. It's funny. I take the I take the the second seed out of the Big 12. I'm talking about how much I value the Big 12. Then I pick the second seed out of the Big 12 to lose the second seed out of the, out of the ACC. So, oh, well, or no, the third seed. Whatever. The team out of the ACC that beat Baylor in Coach Shevsky's last game at Cameron. Regular season game. All right. UCLA versus Wyoming or Indiana. Again, this is tough because I would I would like Indiana against UCLA. So I'm going to pick Wyoming slash Indiana against UCLA, but this could all go to crap if Wyoming ends up beating Indiana the first four. But I'm going to stick with it for now. Uh, Virginia Tech and Purdue. I take Tech here. I don't like Purdue to ever get out of the first weekend of the tournament ever just because it's not in their history. It's not in their genetics, right? Well, I mean, Purdue... Purdue won't make it to the Elite Eight ever. They just don't. But in this year, I don't think they make it to the Sweet 16 either. Virginia Tech's hot. And Virginia Tech is going to be a carbon copy of what Oregon State did last year. And I'm calling it right now. Murray State over Kentucky. I talked about Murray State as a potential Cinderella. I'm not going to necessarily pick them to to beat Kentucky. But if you are looking for a team that I think can be in Cinderella, I am going to pick Murray State. But for the sake of not wanting to look like a fool on this show more than I already do, I'm taking Kentucky here. USC Auburn, Auburn, even though they look really bad against uh, Texas A&M, but A&M was playing desperate. Auburn's back. They'll fix it. Auburn also has one of the three best players in the country, and that is worth a lot. Iowa State, Wisconsin. I like Wisconsin here. Iowa State has a defense that can beat anybody, but again, first-year head coach for Iowa State. They were terrible last year. It's been a magical season for them, but it's eventually going to run out, I think, after they pull an upset against LSU, but... Wisconsin, they got the experience. Johnny Davis won't shoot two for 80 the way he did against Michigan State. I take Wisconsin here. Iowa, South Dakota State. Iowa, one of the hottest teams of basketball right now. Yes, SDSU has 30 wins. They're not going to beat Iowa. Kansas over Creighton. Loyola Chicago or Villanova. I feel like this was a game that was played a couple years ago. Villanova over Loyola Chicago. We'll see. Chicago. Chicago, actually, technically. Tennessee beats Michigan by 30 and punishes Michigan for playing not in the first four. Tennessee by 1,000. Houston or Illinois? I'm going to take Houston here. Uh, Again, uh, Illinois does have Kofi Coburn. Illinois is... uh, Actually, you know what? The more I think about it, the more I like Illinois in this, but I don't know. Again, Houston played... Houston's third in the net. Houston scores 70 over... Houston and Illinois have a similar offense. Houston's also won 30 games, but Houston's defense is really good. So we're getting to that defense wins championships part of the tournament just to get out of that first weekend because you are going to have to play consistent defense, and Houston has done it more than Illinois this season. So I, ah, man, but Illinois's got the better players. This is a tough one. This is a really tough one. I'm going to stake Houston and hold my breath. Also because I don't value Illinois after what they did last year. And I know, oh, two different years. Illinois choked last year in the round of 32. Let's see if they do it this year. Arizona over TCU. Yes, Arizona. Yo, yeah, TCU's in the Big 12. You value the Big 12. Yes, not over the unanimous Pac-12 regular season champ and Pac-12 tournament champion that wasn't really close in any of their games. And Arizona is also 31-3. and And 
TCU's 20 and 12. So Arizona also scores 85 points a game and TCU scores 68. Now part of that obviously is because TCU plays in one of the best defensive conferences in the league and you'll see oh Arizona has the 59th strength of schedule and TCU has 41st that means they played played better teams yes but Arizona has also played against good teams and they have showed themselves they showed their strength so I pick Arizona over TCU here I believe that is it for the round of 32 let me make sure I've gone through all of this I believe they have okay so that's it that's it I have done my March Madness bracket fun time of picking games and going back and looking at the conference tournament this is the best part of college basketball this is the best time to be a college basketball and pretty much sports fan in general so hopefully i don't look stupid hopefully you've enjoyed this edition hopefully you take the my analysis and either use it to pick your games correctly or you take my analysis and do the complete opposite of everything that i say and as a result get everything right so However you, however you take the, the knowledge and information that I have presented and use it to your benefit, I'm glad that you use it to your benefit. Michigan's not in the first four. I think that's a complete crime, and they're going to be Colorado State. But again, hopefully I can find a Tennessee Volunteer shirt somewhere and wear that when Michigan plays them in the round of 32. So take care, guys. Go green, go white. North Dakota hopefully can be good at basketball next season, but we're good at hockey still, so we've got that. Again, that's all I got. Take care, everyone. Enjoy the madness. Have a nice tournament. Have fun with your friends. Talk to your friends. Talk to family. Go home over spring break if you can. If not, go to Cabo. Take care, guys and girls. Personality. High-powered bracket, and, uh, you know, I love the potential matchup of Duke and Michigan State. That would be the Legends Club, although I think Davidson is the dangerous opponent there. How is that possible? Hunter Dickinson... I think will be a problem for Colorado State. And I think Hunter alone can help beat the Rams. So I have Michigan advancing past Colorado State. Potential matchup of Duke and Michigan State. Potential matchup of Duke and Michigan State. That's impossible!